This is Laurie Chester, and you're listening to the Horrible Movie Podcast. But we were talking before we hit record. We were talking about Meg Ryan in this movie. By the way, we have Laurie Chester here. Hi. Hi, Laurie. And we have uh, Phil is your name? Yes. Production assistant. Phil Banks. Uh, we might as well just go ahead and say my last Phil name Phil Banks. We're all Banks 65 episodes today. in. Um, <laughs> not his real name. Uh, okay, so we were talking about Meg Ryan, and she plays three roles in this movie. Yes. And you were talking about when you were younger? Like, I was... When you first saw this movie? I think I was eight mm-hmm. when this movie came out. I probably didn't see it then, but the first time I watched it, I didn't even realize that they were all her. Like, I was older when I was like, oh, wait... And I made that connection. It was one of those moments like where it's like, I probably should have realized do you, this. Do you think actresses, actors, uh, do they make more money for playing three roles? Do you <laughs> think they go, well, I'm playing three people in this movie? <laughs> I think they should. I guess I guess only if you're playing them all at the same time and she's not really. That's true. No, there's one moment that's when, like, when she's that's playing like Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Yeah. I mean, do you get, yeah. does she get <laughs> for, yeah. tw- for playing twins? Or no, no, I'm not thinking, sorry, not Freaky Friday. Um, Parent Trap. Parent Trap, thank you. Parent Trap. Lindsay Lohan probably made <laughs> Right, right, that movie. She if, probably got extra money. Parent Trap, yeah. If, if you do get extra money, and Haley then Mills. Eddie Murphy and, is and Haley a bazillionaire Mills, yeah. right now. Oh, gosh. Who is? Oh. Eddie Murphy. Oh, gosh. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I can't stand it. Holy Lord. You need to do one of those. Well, and then no one has. No yeah. one's done Haunted Mansion yet either on here, which is really weird. Because you should have. Because it's I, bad. I don't, I don't <laughs> know that movie. Or Pluto Nash. You know that one? I don't one? know that one either. No. Look that one up. I don't right know either now, of those. You tell me the uh, the budget versus what it made. It's unreal. <laughs> That's the name of the movie? Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash. And you're like, I said it. Like, yeah, Pluto Nash. Shut up, Phil, and look it up. <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be rude. I'm sorry. Please keep listening. Okay, so. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That's what I thought. Um, so, Laura, you've been on here a few times. Yes. And it's great. You're a great guest. It's been. It's been a while. We were talking the other day, Phil and I were, I think it's been since Warcraft. Yeah. Which was last summer. I know. How's that possible? Almost a year. How's that possible? Did I, did I, did I, um, force you, really you to do, me did I force you to I do Warcraft? Did I, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. If you didn't, I'm, if you didn't want to talk about Horkums and whatever else the we talked about on that episode. <laughs> what, are, what are Horkums? I can't remember. <laughs> I think I may have, that, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that, but, or whatever the, uh, trolls or what were they? Elves. Elves. Yeah, because trolls, then orcs. I segued to there are orcs coming to NBC this fall, and I had the night yeah, elf thing because of, yeah. of that. All right. Um, yeah, that was forty-eight episodes ago. That was episode seventeen for our listeners. Are you kidding? Yeah. So welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. There's a lot more listeners now, so you know I'm Laurie Chester. Nice to meet you. Guys. I know. Well, if you guys haven't heard any of her great work, you need to go back and, <laughs> and listen. Especially uh, Howard. Oh my gosh. Howard, yeah. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. Friends <laughs> is a watershed moment for this show. <laughs> we actually recorded that at your house. At my house, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and your husband Jared is on there. Yeah. Phil, do you chime in on that episode? No. No. But it's good. Uh great episode. You you only do good work. Oh, thanks. You only do good work. Most of the time. Um you do. You do great work. Um so I don't know if you remember, but it's time on this show, a segment we like to call Time 
for some deets. Deets. Not 30 I was seconds. Say, yeah, I was ready, ready for it. Just be imagining when I go over the deets here. Okay. Be thinking about what you're going to say for 30 seconds. synopsis. So Joe versus the volcano. Um, directed by John Patrick Shanley, who's done a lot of stuff. Um, what was the big one he did before this? I read this earlier. He's actually a pretty credible director. Uh, produced by Terry Schwartz. Written by John Patrick Shanley. So that's where you get that. Starring Tom Hanks, an American mm. treasure. Mm. Wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is he considered one of America's, maybe not best actors, but, but most, most popular? Most beloved. Beloved. Yeah. Beloved is a good word. Yeah. Beloved. He wins our hearts. He does. He also wins Meg Ryan's heart in many Several movies. Several times, yeah. Over in and many over movies. Again. Um, three times in this movie. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and then in Sleepless in Seattle mm-hmm. and in You You've Got, Got mail. mail, which what would the equivalent, if you were to do a You Got Mail now, we're mm. all past the email phase. Um, what would it be the equivalent now? Think about it. Oh, that, like, oh I've got a text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> like my it would movie. Just be like, just be like whatever sound your phone makes when you get a text. Okay. You know, like. we've got texts. <laughs> ding, um, ding. Um, Lloyd Bridges in this movie, great, great. It's Jeff Bridges' dad. Jeff Bridges is in a billion things now. He's in a ton of things. Um, uh, the country movie. What's the one? No country for old Wild men. Heart, Wild at Heart. Nope, he's not in that one. He's not in that one? I don't think so. No. He is Obadiah, um, what's his name? Obadiah Stane in uh, the first Iron Man movie. He um, is in The Big Lebowski as the dude. That's his best. That is, that's probably considered. Anyway, that's that's not Lloyd. Lloyd, is, Lloyd was in movie. Yeah. yeah, Jeff is his son. And Bo Bridges is the other son. Anyway, but Lloyd. Lloyd passed away a while back. Lloyd is also in uh, a great episode of well, a couple episodes of Seinfeld as the Mandelbaum, the, one of the Mandelbaum dads. They fold, they make the crepes, right? And they have a lift off right with Jerry in one of those episodes. And they keep thinking Jerry is uh, test trying to test him. You think you're better than me? And then he p- picks up that weight and hurts his back. Remember this episode? I'm, no. I'm yeah. I'm oh, drawing a blank. Gosh. Seinfeld, folks. It's I do like Seinfeld. Yeah, you like this. You'd like this episode too. Um, they hire some Dominicans to roll the crepes for them. They roll them too tight because they thought they were getting Cubans. <laughs> okay, that part Seinfeld? I remember. Okay, so, that's I remember, Mandelbaum. Oh. Kramer was getting a good deal on yeah. Cubans. The crepe, the crepe oh, okay. shop or whatever it is they run. That's Lloyd Bridges and then episode. Mm. Robert Stack. You guys, did you watch Unsolved Mysteries when you were growing no. up? No. No. Robert Stack. That voice on Unsolved Mysteries. And we think that this is how the mystery or how the how the actual events happened. And then they have some dramatized <laughs> scenario. I think I've seen a few and then of those. The, the aliens run uh, someone off the road. There's a ghost in the middle of the road in a prom dress. And you're like, I'm never sleeping again, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Robert Stack. So his voice now, when I hear his voice, I only think of nightmares. <laughs> and that's the guy that's the doctor that diagnoses him in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robert Stack. A Bagoda, a Vagoda, sorry, uh, plays the chief in here. He's been in tons and tons of stuff. Dan Hadaya 
who uh, Phil said earlier he's the man that's been in a billion movies, but you can't ever remember his name. He's um, Cher in Clueless, Alicia Silverstone's dad in Clueless. Oh, okay. Uh, he's in a ton of stuff. And then um, we say, Phil and you both, we had a debate earlier, Luke or Owen Wilson? Which one? Uh, not Owen Wilson. It's not, though. It's not Owen Wilson. <laughs> it's not. Luke. But Phil was, <laughs> Phil's wrong. Phil was for sure there's that a, it was Owen. There's a guy in the background that random, looks exactly like Owen Wilson. Random I, extra that I, looks like <laughs> Owen Wilson. It's not. I think it's the guy that's Mr. Belding's brother uh, from the Save with the Bell episode, The Fabulous Belding Boys. That's who I think it's his brother. Boys. It looks a lot like him, too. Um, music by George Delarue. Stupid music was not good in this. Um, <laughs> Amblin Entertainment. What has Amblin Entertainment done that you've seen? I have no idea. ET. ET. So Amblin has done that, and Amblin does a lot of other stuff too. Distributed by uh, Warner Brothers. The WB and uh, release date March 9th, nineteen ninety. That's, uh, several years ago now, folks. Yeah. Man. I was Is that eight. really 27 years ago? I was eight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was not eight. <laughs> uh, budget $25 million and box office $39.4 million. So definitely made some money. Um, but. But it was not well liked when it came out, right? It was not. And I, he was riding that big. Uh, Turner and Hooch, which you guys, Turner, no, I remember Turner laughed, and but, Hooch, it, yeah. but it was big. It was good. Yeah, it, I well, mean, big was good maybe too. Maybe not big, big. It wasn't big, big, but it was. And popular. the Burbs probably got the some. The Burbs good, did too. Yeah. People thought that was kind of weird, though. The Burbs. Yes, the Burbs was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get my spooky. Uh, spooky, spooky. like Robert Stack. I love this. Is where we think that Area Fifty One really was. Some say that that is how it went. On the, this is the mystery. Of, it's like a, it's like turned into a, uh, are you afraid of the dark episode? The mystery of the nightmare pinball machine. You're stuck in the mall inside the pinball. Oh, that machine. is the best one. It's great. The pinball one. Zemo, Zemo, the, the clown one. is I a love. good one too. <laughs> cool, but I like the pinball one a lot. Okay, are you ready for the greatest game on earth? It's called Thirty Second Synopsis. Eek. Are you ready? Uh, I haven't rehearsed this at all, oh so we're gosh. just gonna see what comes out. Okay, um, here we go. 30-second synopsis. Joe versus the volcano, Laurie Fowler-Chester. <laughs> here she goes. Are you ready to rock? I'm ready. Here we go. Bye-bye. Okay, Joe versus go. the volcano. So he finds out that, oh, he hates his job. Life is horrible. It's mundane. It's boring. And it's a drudge. He finds out he has some kind of brain cloud because he's a hypochondriac. And he, uh, some guy... Tells him he's going to give him a bunch of money to go out to the island, jump in the volcano, and he takes a boat out there. The boat crashes. Him and Meg get on the island. They decide to get married. They jump in the volcano. They get spit back out, and they ride off on his luggage into the wind. Waterproof luggage. Good job. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's good. If I can get it to stop, it'd be better. Okay. That's excellent work right there. Not too bad. Right at 30 seconds. Chesters are really good. At 30 seconds synopsis. Mm. You are. There's a reason for that. You're talented. You're able You're able to put concise information together and put it in a very palatable form. And it's a 30 second synopsis. Now, I don't know if, you know, the rest of the way here, um, we'll see if the movie holds up. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any 
other, let's see. What are some other, a couple other maligned uh, Tom Hanks movies? The only one I can think. We did The Circle recently. Mm. Not good. I just didn't like it. I want to read that one and then go see it. Now, the book reads something awesome. Have you read it? No, but the Wikipedia page (laughs) reads great. Right, well, and it's like a lot of people like the book a lot. And and some people that read the book that have seen it said that they really liked it or that it followed the book really well. Close, but there's a weird ending. Oh, okay. okay. Except for the ending, yes. Okay. We will be right back. Okay. Bye. All right, so Laurie, it's now time for five point plot. Go for it. I will. Um, so plot point number one. This is Joe versus the volcano. Plot point number one. I entitled it "The Worst Life One Can Imagine." Mm. Um, we open up with Joe Banks. Joe Banks, uh, and he is at best. A very downtrodden soul to the level of this place he's working at looks rectal probes. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that on the radio. <laughs> I'm sorry. But <laughs> we did. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's something they sell. It's okay. okay so they it do. Like uh, they, they, they advertise a, all the things that, are, that they have. It's a factory that, that makes medical. Medical random stuff. It's true, though. It's true, folks. Joe vs. Volcano. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, So, um, he works here, and he is a advertisement, like a file clerk, basically. He sends out, like, all their advertisements or something. Well, he keeps track of the file library of the advertisements, which sounds like... He doesn't do any advertising. He's not an advertiser. He's not well, in advertising. His boss doesn't give him any control at all. He's like, yeah, do your job, a, but right, don't but, because but don't because you we, can't and you're incompetent. So bad. You need to be flexible, right? So in this, him, yeah. In he go, his boss played by what did we say his name was Dan again. He's the man that we forget. He's <laughs> the dad from Clueless. Dan Hedaya. Hedaya says. You need to be flexible yeah. inside except, this frame. Except don't do anything but yes. this. Yes, be, be flexible inside <laughs> this frame. And then even as he's leaving, he's like, and, and get those orders. He's like, but you won't let me. <laughs> You're supposed to order them. <laughs> you don't believe in me. He's like, but order them anyway. But don't. But don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> do your job that I'm making it impossible for you to do. He, Isn't that the way micromanaging boss oh, is, though? Like, and, and the anger and the... Uh, his boss is a guy named Frank Waturi, and he is so just on him. And the, con- the phone conversation, by the way, the yes, beginning of this movie I love that part, that is nuts. <laughs> like, it is like... It reminds me of Office Space, <laughs> where that receptionist is saying the same thing over and over yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> and he's still having the same conversation when he comes back later after his three-hour lunch. <laughs> he's still having the same exact conversation. I'm not saying that you shouldn't hire him because he doesn't something. Something about doing his... He can't do... He, 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 he can't, can't get, get the, the job, but he can't do the job. Can, but can he, he do the job? But can he do the job? But he can't do the job. <laughs> You're misunderstanding what I'm saying. He can't do the job. He can get the job, but he can't do... It's like, <laughs> and, oh and Joe walks in, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I couldn't stand one day in that oh, place. Man. And I love just the whole setting of just like the drab, no color. Oh my Everything's gosh. gray and brown and yuck and like... The lights oh, and it's her like, like crouched down in her seat, typing. like typing on her keyboard. It's like, like green. It's what? so drab in there. And and all the body language is bad. 
Yeah. Well, and I feel like the, like a good word for a lot of this stuff in this movie is nuance. Like there's so, there's so much nuance in this movie. But you know, I will say this: the beginning of the movie, um, he Joe gets there. By the way, the, they all park in the parking lot. This is like something out of a nightmare. And then they walk. You park straight on. You pull in straight in these rows of cars. You couldn't leave early if you tried. <laughs> like you're just there. Yeah. You go through these uh, turnstile type doors, though. It's like a prison. Like it a looks cage. Like, yeah. It looks like a prison. Yeah. And then then it pans. The camera kind of pans back. And the factory is just belching smoke into the atmosphere, which is crazy. I mean, and it just looks so drab. And you can't tell really what year it is by that by, by no, that initial yeah. thing. Can you tell at all what year this is? Um, when, well, like, I mean, he there's flies cars a, and there's, he flies a jet. Yeah, from so New York I mean, to, you know, it's like modern day, but it's yeah, okay. kind of nondescript to modern day. That is true. He did fly a jet. Yeah. I mean, he flies on a jet. But they had jets in the 70s. He has like a limo and goes shopping and, you know, like. The limo was a little more modernized. That's true. But his car was like an old Nash or something. It was like a really old. Well, there's like typewriters too, so. Yeah, yeah. There was no no computers. I don't remember. I mean, I didn't see a computer. I don't think so. I think it was just all typewriters. Yeah. Um, So, um, he hates his job, obviously. He looks sickly. And he. Uh, apparently his boss knows he's going to go to the doctor again because he's been going to the doctor to try to get figured out what's wrong with him. What's wrong with him? And he really is just depressed and hates himself. He's a hypochondriac. And he's a hypochondriac. That doesn't help. Well, and they start with the like crooked path. That's why like there's so much symbolism. Oh my gosh. Like um, every time when this movie starts, every time that nursery rhyme goes through my head, like the crooked man you know which nursery I, I'm talking I, about? Vaguely, like, he lives in a crooked house. He's a crooked man, walked a crooked mile. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so his, but the the walk he walks from his car in, out of the parking lot is this crooked thing that's the symbol it's of like America. It's almost like a lightning bolt. It's America something or other, the name of the uh, <clears throat> medical the of supply the company, medical, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. His boss and they're is like a, trampling over a daisy. It's like the only a living single daisy. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like the only living. He stomps in a mud puddle. His thing. shoe falls yeah. apart. <laughs> it's like everything's of bad. Soul is coming off. Yeah, his hair was very. It's like long. a symbol for his soul. It is, like and dying. he says, that, "I'm losing my soul." Yes, yeah. What's wrong with your shoe? I'm losing my soul. Exactly. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's why you like it. Oh, uh, what? What? In the end, when <clears throat> when he meets the chief and he's holding that like voodoo doll looking thing, and he's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "This is my soul." And he's like, "I hope you don't lose it." He's like, "Me too." <laughs> It's good. Full circle. Don't lose your soul. <laughs> it I. Is, it's like deep in a in a really weird. Well, they try. Goofy com- You know, it's like a goofy plot. Yeah. With like all these deep, like meaningful. <laughs> which is uh, part of what makes it ridiculous. Could have been. Well, we'll get to how, we, how it could have been done better. But they could have been done better. This thing could have been done better. But hindsight's easy. I always think about about that about these movies. Easy to easy to fantasy book. I love this movie. I, okay, and that's I really what, do. Let's say, like, that's let's say that right like, off the yeah, bat. Yeah. You told me let's do this movie, but because I love it. Yes. Um, I mean, I know it's horrible, but I no, love it. But here's what it is: it's <laughs> maligned by time. So Tom Hanks did big. I was, we said bosom, talk about bosom buddies on the uh, Wednesday episode, but or the middle of the week episode, um, and. He did Bosom Buddies, obviously, on TV, but his big TV or his big movie breakout was Big. And so the bar is set very high after Big. Right. And then he did Burbs and he did um, 
What did I say? Turner and Hooch. That was big. Mm-hmm. And so um, this movie gets a little bit maligned based like, on It's that. like after those and then they go to see this yeah. and they're expecting like, well, we've seen Tom Hanks and all of these. Yes. And then what they see is... Very different. Yes. The Very tone different. is way different. In this well, movie. and sometimes that works. Like we've talked about this before, like actors that have like this one type of role that they play. And then all of a sudden there's like this weird movie that stands out. And mm-hmm. sometimes that really works for them. And sometimes it doesn't. You know, Will, Will Ferrell set his career apart a little bit when he did um, Stranger Than Fiction. Stranger Than Fiction. I love that movie too. And it did pretty well, right? Oh, it did. And, and I it was love more that. critically, but that falls into it was this more critically acclaimed than what he normally does, which is, you know, yeah. run down the. You know, streaking down the road on old school. Right, right. I think what I have against this movie, though, is that like this movie tries to pull off whimsy, kind of like those other movies, like uh, Big Fish and and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like the, all those movies have something more to say than this movie. Like I, I didn't really feel like this had a strong theme, except just like live, you know, enjoy life. Like, but if that's the only thing I wanted to get across, like I, I felt like it was kind of. A long way to say that. Like it asks all these deep questions, but doesn't necessarily like have a great... There's not a payoff for most of it. Like, who are we? And what's our purpose It asks more questions than answers. Right. I I don't know. I I felt like an hour and a half is a lot to ask for like not answering anything. Well, and so so he... let Let me kind of go here. He goes to a doctor, and it's Robert Stack is his doctor, by the way, from Unsolved Mysteries. And he tells him, you know, all your stuff comes back fine. You don't have cancer. You only, you have what doctors call a brain cloud, which is a, some sort of blockage gray cloud in between, in the middle of your head. uh, And it's going to kill you in five to six months. I love that he even tells him like, but you're a hypochondriac. Like, yeah. (laughs) All this other stuff was... Made you know, up. Yeah, not real. But, but, but the only reason but because you because you came in and had your appointments. That's how we and found we did this so brain much cloud. Testing, yeah. Which, by the way, die. when he said brain cloud, I was like, that's not real. No, yeah. yeah. But Joe <laughs> so bought. Joe was like, this is the answer. And, yeah, yeah. I've never had an answer. Of before. course, I knew something was wrong with Thank me. Thank the Lord, there's something going on. So he um, goes to back to his work. <laughs> he actually, they say he had a three-hour lunch. When he, well, com- when he comes back. Well, and it makes you wonder, like, was the doctor's point really long? Or did he, like, go live it up for a bit? Because when he steps out of the doctor's office, he, like, hugs a dog and then a woman. <laughs> yeah. And you can tell he's just like, life has, like, you know. Wouldn't it suddenly, suddenly life has new Seriously. meaning. And... <laughs> so the doctor gives him this horrible diagnosis, tells him to go live it up. About five to six months, go live it up. He goes back to work. His horrible boss starts yelling at him. He just quits. The boss goes off on him. He grabs the boss at one point, puts him up against the wall. He to- he Toby Maguire's not not Toby Maguire. He Jer- uh, Jerry, Jerry Maguire. Maguire. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Maguire. He Toby Maguire is it from Pleasantville. Um, he Jerry Maguire's is saying and asks the uh, uh, secretary, whoever on the way out, you want to go for dinner tonight? It's a little it's a little sexist that you call her secretary. What what should she be? I don't know. Uh, office assistant? Receptionist. No, She's I mean, like, we don't even know She's what her job assistant. is, but you're automatically assuming that I that's assume. what it is. There are still secretaries in the world, folks. And we're, we have National Secretaries Week still. I think it's actually Office Assistant Week now. Jack has his own secretary. No, I didn't don't, mean don't like that. Think, I meant like she sec- could be doing any job there. We don't really know. But, but don't you think that secretary... she's a woman in the office. Don't you think secretary sounds better than <laughs> office assistant? I mean, I office assistant. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the assistant to this office. No, I'm a secretary. 
You're a pig, Jack. I know. <laughs> Golly, sorry. All right. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Like I don't. Well, I'm not. She no. probably is the secretary. No, I'm mad. All right. So he goes back. He quits his job. Uh, she goes on this date with him, and and he he tells her I'm going to die. She eventually just leaves. Which date. is so sad. Like, I mean, I get. I don't know. Yeah. Like they have this really nice date and. She was wigged out by him she saying, I'm going really, to die. Like, she and, could at least like hang out with yeah. him, you know? I mean, he's all in She's Meg Ryan. She'll be it's back. I have a feeling she'll be back. <laughs> all right. That, like, they really contrast her characters, though. Like, the third Meg Ryan. Is the, uh, is know, the right the first one. and the second and the third. Yeah. And, like, it's obvious that the first one just can't handle it. Right on. So. Um, plot point number two. Lloyd Bridges over troubled, wa- troubled Waters. That's my uh, plot point number two. It's titled Lloyd Bridges over Troubled Waters. So the next day, he wakes up, um, much like Peter from Office Space, in this kind of weird you know, place where it's weird, really weird headspace. Like, what do I do? I'm going to die soon. And uh, he gets a knock on his window? Or his door have a big window on it? He opens the blinds, door. and yeah. there's that guy, yeah. Samuel Granamore, who's played by Lloyd Bridges. Uh, he shows up at uh, at Joe's house. He gives him a proposition. Look, Granamore is trying to get this mineral called Babaru. Boobaru. 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 And it's totally ridiculous. It's like brain cloud boobaru. Exactly. Um, and he's he's got to get it because he makes these superconductors. Uh, the the biggest deposit there is is on this little Pacific island called Waponi Wu, like Waponi you said. Woo, yeah. uh, and the residents of the Waponis, they will only uh, let him have it, had to let him mine it, if, they, if he helps solve this problem. The problem on the island is this. They have a fire god that lives inside the volcano. This is how primitive these people are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they... Um, Somebody's got to jump Someone in. has to sacrifice every 100 willingly, years. Willingly. Every 100 years, because they go off calendars. Every 100 years. <laughs> and, ha- it's, and it's been 99, 99 years, years and 11 months right. and 11 days. He, yeah. Hey, he decides, <laughs> I'm going to go do this. He gives him like a bunch of credit, credit cards, cards, and he goes wild. He gets a limo and hey, luggage. Oh, wait, and, wait for it. Oh, Plot oh. point number three, oh. the wise chauffeur. Yes, I love the chauffeur. <laughs> this guy imparts a lot of knowledge. He is yes, the Obi Wan yeah. of the story. What does he say? Uh, clothes makes knowledge. the man. The clothes makes the man. He doesn't even know. Um, Joe Banks is so removed from our society because of his horrible job, folks. It's a good example because of your job. It can stretch you out. And Joe, our friend, he's not even lived his life. And this chauffeur he know who he is. points he him in know the right what direction. He wants to wear. What's your style? He's been told what to wear I don't and know. what to do his whole life. What's my style? He's on he, the factory. He gets the it's like this is basically the training montage. He gets new clothes. He gets his hair cut. He has this nasty looking mullet. Oh, no offense if you have a mullet. It's horrible. I'm sure it's beautiful and lovely. <laughs> no. I'm sure cut it is. It now. No, I, <laughs> people may no. Some people wear that. all right so and it's great um so he he gets it cut he looks very sophisticated like he could go back and star in big two return of the huge keyboard uh thing 
Return of the Future. They, um, he really does, doesn't he, he? He gets these gigantic waterproof steamer trunks, which at the time you go, why does he have these steamer trunks? But l- when later I was little, on. I, <laughs> like, I, when I was little, I was like, man, I want one of those. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm, your parents would have loved those. sail the ocean. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're, they're, they're gargantuan, and then he's like, I'll take four. I'm like, I'll take four. <laughs> like, exactly. how much stuff do you have? You're about to die. Yeah, he needed them because he needed to float into the <laughs> island. So he gets to... Um, he gets to the airport, flies to the airport in Los, Los Angeles, meets Grandma Moore's daughter, Angelica, played Angelica. by Meg Ryan. She's yeah. a weird Well, she cat. has to change her, like, personality. You know, like, she has to change each character so much that they almost, like, they edge on, like, melodramatic. Yep. Because she's trying to make them so different. And yeah. so this one especially, like, the way she talks and, like, her whole persona, like... It really cracks me yeah, up. Yeah, I thought, I thought her accent was kind of bad, though. Yeah, like, yeah. It was no, that's little... what I mean. It's almost unbelievable because she's trying to like make it so different. Yeah, it, it's like, it's kind of a caricature. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. Um. And her art and her poetry. Yeah, her, her art. <laughs> when I was little when they she go does up... her poem and she like something about his hand. Her, her poem and, yeah. is like one line. <laughs> and she's like, "Do you want me to say it again?" <laughs> He's like, "Sure." <laughs> go ahead <laughs> and she's uh, something about the tangles of his hair and <laughs> she's allowed she's had a really uh, rich life so she's allowed to uh, do things like make so she spends her life make in. cruddy art even though those were kind of like comic book panels yeah that art which yeah. I think today would yeah. make sense that's yeah. art and it is art that it was is. art then how it dare is. you judge Angelica's art I didn't judge her art I judged You're her judging poem judging her art and her poem <laughs> Um, she, um, they, they are next taken to the, uh, they're supposed to ride on a yacht and, uh, Angelica doesn't know why he's going. So wait, okay. So when she's describing herself and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm a liberty gibbet. Do you remember that part? Mm -hmm. That's a real word. What is that? In the dictionary. It's cause, cause I remember when I was little thinking she made it up. And then for some reason it always had that meaning to me because I'd never heard it anywhere else, but it really is a word in the dictionary and it means, uh, frivolous, flighty, excessively talkative person. Wow. Flipperty gibbet. Flipperty gibbet. And it's all one word. It's not two. Flipperty gibbet. I got it right here actually. Yeah. Flipperty gibbet in my notes. Flipperty gibbet. Um, she gets ready to drop him off at the yacht. Her half sister, Patricia, also played by Meg Ryan. This is the only time that the two, the Meg Ryan's interact. One of them cuts the other oh, one yeah. off. So I don't she, know got, what you're she probably got paid double for that. 14,000 times. Um, percent. Um, what? And they um, get ready to board the yacht. Um, they are then on the yacht. There's a crew on the yacht. Yeah. Uh, she's a, she is very rude to him at first mm-hmm. because she but she, she this, has like, a bad she has a, some bad I don't want to say daddy issues but see she has some issues with her dad. Sick. That's what she says. I'm so sick. So, but when he goes to get on the boat, like, you know, because his limo driver friend has, like, helped him suit up, you know? Yeah. So he's got this, like, safari outfit. Yeah. With, like, a hat and everything because he's going to go on a yacht, you yeah. know? And she calls him something. Like, she calls him another name. It kind of cracks me up. Oh, he's... Felix. She calls him Felix. Felix. <laughs> Felix. She's like, and hey, he... Felix. And he's like, my name's Joe. And eventually he yells at her and tells her that's not, not Joseph cool. Joseph or Joe. But not <laughs> okay, Joe. She's like, okay, Felix. Um, when we come back, we will finish uh, this plot point and finish Sounds the rest good. of this. Okay. 
Okay. Okay? Be right back. Hey, uh, so Fliberty Gibbet. Fliberty Gibbet. She was a, Angelica was a Fliberty Gibbet. And um, we meet her half-sister, Patricia, who yells at Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Him too. And um, so then they... Board a boat. Yeah, they get on a boat. We're on a boat. Sail and, the high seas. And I they, saw some boats in Italy, by the way. Nice ones like this one. Really? Beautiful. Catamarans? <laughs> what? <laughs> Were they catamarans? I don't know what catamaran is. I don't either. Someone... someone <laughs> Tweet us what a catamaran is. But this is a legit sailboat. Like, this is a, lots of sails. Yeah, with a big, like it's got a whole under Yeah, thing bedrooms. They've got bedrooms and bathrooms. all kinds of stuff. The boat we were on to Capri had a bathroom. It's awesome. Yeah. That's the lap of luxury. And like a bedroom area. That's yeah. the lap of luxury. I was on a pontoon once. <laughs> I've been on, on a pontoon Lake before. Lake Bull Shoals that had a bathroom. <laughs> you have never, folks, you've never lived... Never mind. <laughs> anyway, so, so they're going to sail out so, to Waponi. Waponi Woo. Waponi. Little and island by the way, with the a big volcano. The whole reason they don't just fly to the island is Mr. Grainamore or whatever says, my competitors often watch the airports. Watch so the, that's the reason why they, they don't have to take a boat. Right, right. When he says that, it's like, we have to justify it's like, it's it. It's literally like a well, one line justification. Like, there's yeah. probably not even like a place they could land a plane. Wouldn't that be a better explanation? Uh, you could take a, take a water plane, like a ski. Oh, That's yeah. True. Okay. Like that Baloo makes from Tailspin. Oh, yeah, just like that. Tailspin. Yep. Um, <laughs> there you go. Deep cuts. Um, so they take off on the yacht. They Tweedledee. Are on the tw- yacht Tweedledee. <laughs> who sh- we find out that Patricia has been promised by her dad, I'll give you this yacht. She had a price. And that was, and that upsets her. It really does. That she was uh, able to be bought, mm-hmm. and um, so they finally they come around. They start to like each other a little bit. She feels I, bad about like how she treated scene, him at first. In this scene, she, he he kind of reminds me of Jared because like she spills out all this stuff from her heart to him, and it's like really like kind of intimate and personal. And and they just met, and yeah. I love how he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I love I love because Jared's like that where like I'll tell him all this stuff you know like from deep within my heart but you can tell he's like really listening and he really cares he's but he's like, like okay okay he just and he's like absorbs I'm go to sleep it. now yeah can you turn that light off it's really kind of sweet at one though. point he actually says uh, I have no response to that right well in the what that's what um he said something like I don't know what to say about that and that's what the other girl said like more than once she's like I have no response to I have no response to that <laughs> Um, they just they just couldn't figure out what to put there in the writing. Like so we'll just put we don't know what to say. So the the character doesn't either. They fish. They pull up. Obviously, the worst looking <laughs> shark ever. It's not hammerhead. Uh, that fishing scene really is like the worst. It's in the like whole, like it, it's, it's so at the top of my worst list. In this the tries movie. to be the Tom Hanks <laughs> like, comedy, like comedy music, relief music montage in the background and yeah. like. Her catching all these big fish and him yes. like, oh, I'm not catching any. And then all of a sudden he's got a big one and it turns out to be like a hammerhead shark. This at, is at like, some point. And it's a bad it's looking horrible. hammerhead. It's like it's a small horrible. one. And they're and all like, holding onto the fishing pole and pulling it. Uh, and they're all like, ah! Laurie, have you ever seen Cabin Boy? I'm no. Cabin. no. Hey, we there's were, a couple things in this. The moon later <laughs> on on the uh, when they're when they after the shipwrecks. Yeah, that's what I thought of. I was like, this is Cabin Boy. That, we, someday we will do Cabin Boy on this podcast. But there were some scenes on the boat that were definitely it was they, horrible. It, it, they were made for Cabin Boy, really. Yeah. So, Beautiful. It's bad. Which yeah, came out in ni- 1994. 
So Cabin Boy. So they, yeah. they might have been copying their, this one, yeah. Could have corrected this. <laughs> they might have been copying it. They were like, that was really good. Was and Joe Bush like, hey, let's try it. <laughs> hey, seriously? <laughs> it was bad, Cabin Boy. Um, so they are on the ship. They catch a hammerhead shark. They, <laughs> Chop um, it up and eat it. And they seriously probably fried it up. And then like on Waterworld. And then they um, they go to bed. No, they wake up and there's a hurricane or a tornado. Tornado. Typhoon. 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 And then they they end up the ship wrecks. Yes. Does everyone on the ship die? Apparently. I, yeah, I mean they. Yeah, Dagmar like, and everyone. The ship went Dagmar. down. <laughs> Dagmar. Side Dag, character. Dagmar's that one girl. Yeah. And what was her with deal? an awful accent? Was yeah, that yeah. was that Meg Ryan too? No. I love how she, what she says something about the, no, the storm, like it's going to be a Amanda Plummer. Yeah. The Amanda Plummer. She, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's been, I don't know what else she's, she's been in like forty or fifty movies. Has she really? Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> she making money. Um, uh, so the ship is capsized, wrecked. What survives his? Well, and, and what red. like the lightning bolt is like the lightning bolt. You know, like the crooked road. Yeah, it's all through the movie. It's on his wall in his apartment. It is when the guy comes to talk to that him. That is too. true. When they anyway, climb, so, when they climb the volcano, it's in yeah, the same it's on shape. the volcano. Yeah. Um. So like the lightning bolt hits the ship and it breaks in half and goes yeah. down. Um. But okay, okay. So right before this happens, mm-hmm. like the typhoon hits and everybody's all worried, and she goes up on the ship because she's like, "It's my boat. I have to save it." She's got rope and she's ready to save it. I don't know what she's gonna do. Right. But uh, then, like, she turns around and he's standing there, and it's like everything freezes and there's this kissing scene, and it's like of all times and places, <laughs> yeah. this is the worst. It's yeah. so unbelievable. That, like then? this typhoon is happening, yeah. and they're just like, "I think we love each other now. Let's kiss." <laughs> And then she goes flying off the boat. It's horrible. That's true. They all Yeah, float. and then they... she gets hit and goes off the boat, this fake dummy body. Was she, asleep? <laughs> was she asleep for like days after this? Yes. I had, yeah. I had a huge problem with that part. Like she was basically out cold. She was yeah. coma or I don't know. But all of a sudden she wakes up like four days, four or five days later, and she's perfectly and fine. And he's like, like dehydrated dude, and sunburned. He was and... like playing the ukulele the whole yeah. time. She's yeah, out. yeah. He's like Playing the radio, playing golf. Fun, she good. never yeah. woke up. Like she was so the out. trunks pop up. He ropes them together, puts her up there, and takes <laughs> yeah. care of her while she. It's weird. Yeah, he gets real sunburned. I do appreciate yes. that. Oh, he looks horrible by the time they get there. Get, I was like, he would you know, be. there was an umbrella, and he had her under it. He could have just laid under the umbrella too. I don't get that. He was trying to be chivalrous. Yeah, even in this. Yeah. Um, this is where he really practiced up for Castaway. I think. I think yeah, this yeah. is where his <laughs> this is his real um, he, moment. He had an actual woman there though, instead of just a volleyball. Yeah, Wilson. There was and... no Wilson involved. <laughs> um, so they're drifting, and luckily they drift right to yeah Waponi Woo. <laughs> it was meant to be leading us to plot point number four. It's a little bit briefer of a plot point. It's not the producers, but it does have Nathan Lane. <laughs> the Waponies uh, have a chief. His the chief is the actor Abe Vagoda, who's in who's in a lot of stuff in the sixties and seventies. He has very bushy eyebrows, very I'm bushy very, eyebrows. Well, the whole the whole tribe, and especially him, are like the comedic yes. relief in yes. this. Like, not that it needed comedic relief, but one of the they other are. one of the other. Uh, uh, Folks, that's one of his followers is Nathan Lane, which is unbelievable um, that he's in this. They treat Joe and Patricia great, and they give them a big feast. They wash up Joe in one weird thing where they're cleaning him up. Yeah. Remember this? Yeah. yeah it, and they're like, laughing the whole like time, the and he's are, laughing. It's like, 
The girls okay. are like pampering Meg Ryan and, and she's Patricia and she's like, you know, getting all ready for, you know, her nails and her hair and everything. And, and they're like pampering him, but it's like dead fish slapping yes. him on the back and octopus face and right on his face. <laughs> and they're all laughing because they think it's hilarious that they're abusing him. So bad. <laughs> he um, then. But it's the- almost like bachelor parties. Bachelor, bachelor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like bachelor, bachelor at parties. Right before, right before his death. <laughs> and their wedding. Um, in a very Muppet scenario, uh, the they have these two people come through to ring the gongs. Yes, Did you see yes, this? Yeah. Miller and, they, and I watched that. Like and cross, he, he saw this and cracked and, up. Yeah. They cross to run at the other um, They're like swinging gong. from ropes. They swing at ropes. I think they swing from ropes. They swing at a rope, come into the gong, bong, and then they get... And then they just like... And then they get Fall carried the off. And they get carried off on then, stretchers. That, that was my favorite part it's of the It's like whole the movie. stretchers are there ready for them because they know they're going to be like it's out so cold. funny. It made me laugh. <laughs> that, was, that did make me laugh. It's, it's a Mel Brooks moment. It, really it was is. a Mel Brooks it was, moment. Yeah. yeah. It kind um, of cracked me up. So, you know, uh, eventually Patricia says, oh, actually, rewind. The chief, you know, does anyone here want to, you know, anyone else want to take this guy's place before he does this? Does anyone want to stand up for your tribe? No yeah, takers. Yeah. Joe says, let's do this. He's going to march up to the volcano. <laughs> Patricia tries to stop him. She says, I love you. He goes, well, I love you too, but the timing stinks. I love that scene. <laughs> and then he kisses her and, and he kisses her walks and he's off. He's like, got to go. So he goes. See ya. Uh, but uh, Patricia does stop him halfway up the mountain of the volcano. Excuse like, me. They're on like the, what I like to call this the, uh, what's on a ship the that you jump off of. On like a pirate ship, it's like the, the plank, the galley, the plank. Okay. plank. Yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. they're like on the plank of the volcano. They're walking the plank, and she uh, says, "Will you marry us?" And he's like, "All right, you're married." <laughs> he's like, "Do you want to marry him?" You want to marry him? I love how he has. She has to like talk him into it, and and he's like, uh, "I don't want to get married though." And he's, she's like, "You're gonna have to be devoted to me for like thirty seconds." He's like, "Oh, okay." I guess I'll get married. Then. I guess I'll get married now. <laughs> as long as I don't have to be devoted to you longer than that. Um. So he's like, do you want to marry him? Do you want to marry her? You're married. And they're going to, um, she, he's on his way now to go jump into El Volcano. Uh, plot point number five. There she blows. <laughs> After uh, they get married, uh, Patricia does not want to be away from Joe. Uh, he can't talk her out of not jumping into the volcano with him. They choose to jump in together. Yep. And the timing it's could very, not have been more perfect. It's very Disney movie in that, like, they just met and fell in love yeah. and then jumped in a volcano together. Was there a dead uh, a, a parent that had passed away? Because then that would be a ultimate Disney movie. Well, with, he has, like, nobody. So, he I has mean, no, there, there's, he has you know, no like, people. usually the parents are, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and her dad is. I was saying that because every know, Disney like, princess ever. Has There's like parent issues. Par- yeah, it's something. It's well, weird. and she has daddy issues. You know, yeah, that's true. So that's true. Um, they decide we're going to jump in together. They jump into the volcano, but a gas vapor or something. With horrible effects. Unbelievable. Like their little bodies, and then like <laughs> hits and kicks them out into the ocean. By the way. If you drop from 80 feet into water, the deepest of water, it wouldn't matter if it was the ocean. The surface if you drop, is the only thing that matters. It will, will, it will kill you. You yeah. will break in. They, they mean, fell from just, like 1,000 feet. Yeah. And they got shot into the air that far. <laughs> but, but, I mean, we're talking about a scenario where they literally yeah. just got 
blown out of a volcano. Yes. So whether they die hitting the water or not, I think is irrelevant oh. at this point. Miller the water opened for them and just embraced oh, that's them. Oh, true. It was you a know, miracle. Like, it was yeah, a miracle. Yeah. Miller watched this with me and goes, that couldn't happen, right? <laughs> no. Like, no, it happens every day. Go, no, go jump in a volcano. It could not happen. <laughs> um, we jumped in Mount Vesuvius. It didn't happen. Didn't work that way. No, no. But there wasn't fire either. Were you able to climb up it? You can climb up it. We didn't go to the top because we were Did just we mention it. that you went to Italy yet on this episode? Uh, on the like, was it the know, midweek, midweek episode? Midweek episode, yeah. So Laurie recently went to Italy. And jumped in Mount Vesuvius. And jumped in Mount Vesuvius. And got Vesuvius spit back out into the Gulf of Jared and got, Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's why we went. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We didn't even climb to the top. We were wusses. Laurie has six months to live, too, by the way. I oh, do. my gosh. I have a brain cloud. I got a brain cloud. <laughs> That's why I'm on the doctor. podcast, so I can say goodbye to all of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that just got dark. It got really dark. <laughs> uh. Don't. Never mind. Please don't. Never mind. All right, so um, they get spit out into this. Um, the island sinks. Yeah, I, like they're <laughs> killing he's, everybody. He's sacrificed himself for all these people, and and then like, does the island sink because he jumped in it, or it's like, oh, it, it, maybe it needed because of true love, or like, or did it sink because it had to have an actual member of that tribe? I don't know. They don't tell you. I, you know, I know, I know, I know. We don't know, but like the sequel. I don't, <laughs> the sequel. They really should make a sequel. Yes. I would watch it. Son man. of Joe so versus good. volcano. Son of Joe. <laughs> but this time it's like some other son natural, of, like versus the Joe. earthquake or the tornado. Or... Shia LaBeouf plays in this one. <laughs> and uh, uh, so he, um, he, they're they're floating now. Here, their steamer trunks come ste- back to just sh- pop right back up. And all the Waponi woos, all the Waponis die, but they the all steam did. trunks survive. <laughs> steam trunks float back up. The volcano sinks, but the steam trunks survive. They they uh, all the orange soda is gone. <laughs> Fa- was it Fanta? Did I mention this? No, like the side of the orange oh, soda yeah, yeah, literally yeah. says the word jump. Okay, on it. we didn't like, talk about the jump, orange soda yet. No, yeah, it's known They're throughout all... the Pacific, <laughs> the Pacific Islands, that this tribe, the Waponis, they love, love orange soda. Orange soda, and the movie never, really never like, tells you why. I really do like orange yeah. soda. It's it's wonderful. Is it your favorite? And it doesn't soda? have caffeine, so I can drink it. And... It does have caffeine. No, it doesn't. Yes, none of the orange like... food dye has caffeine naturally. <laughs> like <laughs> you've been tricked. You've been tricked. You've been tricked. You've been. I know. I've been tricked a lot. <laughs> and it says jump, which is like a subliminal message for jumping a volcano. So apparently, that would be good marketing for Fanta or whoever it was that made but this. They love it. They're drinking like the twenty-four ounce. Oh, man. Like the, was it Fago? <laughs> it was huge. Double? It was huge. <laughs> Maybe it was Fago. Have you seen Fago? You know what that is? No. It's no. orange soda. It's they have other stuff too. Um, ICP, the Insane Clown Posse. You, you know, know all that these is? from all the gas stations. You know who that is? Oh no, actually, I do think you've heard of that yeah, before. I think so yeah, anyway. <laughs> They have Fago, which is this orange soda, and they spray it on the cl- on the crowd at their concerts. And they're dressed as clowns, folks. And they're dressed as clowns. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's really stupid. Uh, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe you love it. I shouldn't say Maybe that. You I shouldn't love it. judge people. I know, people. just like That's mullets. wrong of me to judge people. <laughs> yeah, and the mullet thing, too. That was rude. No, I'm sorry. I apologize to all those out there with mullets. I mean, yeah. You realize all you've done for 65 episodes is judge people, right? I don't, but <laughs> judge movies. I movies judge movies is different and than people. people. You yeah, judge exactly. directors. You judge producers. Yeah, they're not people. Actors, they're making money for this. Actors that dress up as clowns with mullets, you've judged them the most. Mm, that's true. <laughs> it doesn't really have a mullet, though. It adds 
Anyway. <laughs> All right. So they're ha- they live happily ever after. The screen says it at the end. They do. Oh, oh by the way, we didn't say this. Off we, on the, we didn't say tr- this. He was told. He was right, told. Right, right. She finds she, out like, that that's, that's his, her dad's doctor. Yes, he's. And the whole yeah, thing he is made a that farce. Up, so you, it's all I'm a farce. not going to die. You didn't get a second opinion. Blah, 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 blah. He had to find a good hypochondriac to, to trick there into thinking he had a terminal disease. And All right. Let's talk about some goods and bads. Okay. Quickly. <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. Um, goods and bads. What's some goods? Uh, Go. I love everything about this. You love I don't this love movie. everything about this movie, but I love this movie. Okay, like, and you said the that the humor. Let's let's yeah. The humor, Meg Ryan, Tom yeah. Hanks, like the fact that she plays three characters and just they're yeah they yeah. I this love it movie all. has been considered a bad movie for a long time. For I a long time, though. but but that doesn't limit anyone from bringing a movie they like. Like on it's here. the ridiculousness that I like. Like right during the ridiculous moments, yeah. I'm just like over there giggling, and Jared's like, "You're ridiculous." Danae Hughes brought the crawl. To this podcast mm-hmm. because she loved the crawl, oh, and it's grew- considered yeah, a horror yeah. movie. She grew up. She on really it, yeah. liked the crawl, yeah. But it's because so it's so bad. It's, it's like so. But I don't even just love this movie because it's bad. Like I really like that. Like I, I can see what they were trying to do, and okay. I like there were things I could make better about see, it. But I really you wouldn't liked... even rate. You can't even rate this on the one to five I don't know. scale. Then. I don't know. Maybe like, you'd have to be a one. <laughs> right. Just as right. bad. Just but, okay. The, let's the do best this. Bad it can be. What would you change if you could change to make it the tone? The fishing better? scene was ridiculous. <laughs> the fishing scene was ridiculous, and yeah, that was. Oh yeah. I love it. <laughs> but um, uh, like I mean, I know Phil talked about how like they ask a bunch of deep questions and then they don't really answer them much, because at the end, like, they find each other, and I think he like ultimately figures out that. To like, he's woken up out of the stupor that he was in. Like, he's he sees in color now, and you know, like, and so, like, I, you know, like, some of it, I feel like, yeah, maybe they just shouldn't have asked so many deep questions or tried to make it philosophical at all, right. you know? Yeah, but, I understand. But there's a line in it where she's, uh, she he asks one of them asks if you believe in God, and and she says, I believe in myself, and I really like it that because when he goes, he goes, I have no interest in myself at all. Like do you like yeah, they're on the boat and, they're having, and, and he literally says I have no interest in myself at all. He's a complete vanilla character. And I love that he says that because that's kind of how I feel about myself. Yeah. Like I'm like I love that he says he has no interest in himself. Okay, pause right there, folks. Uh, this is a radio cutoff here. Uh, if you want to tune in, more podcasts coming up. Um, you were saying that okay, so he's a vanilla character. He's very flat. Right, right, right. But, but say, the that, quote, say the quote again that she said. So she says, uh, he asks, like, do you believe in God? And she says, I believe in myself. And then he says, I have no interest in myself at all. And I really like that line because I feel like, you know, like, I'm a Christian. And I feel like that's something that we learn is that, like, we make life all about ourselves. And, like, uh, you know, it centers around us. So, and I've, I feel like that's such a good lesson to learn as you get older that it's not about you and you don't really matter as much as you think you do. But well, that, that's actually very freeing in life. Right, right. It, it, it takes some of the pressure off of you to know that it's not all about you. Right. And you don't have to carry everything around. And I always crack up at people that make it all about themselves and that they have to be right all the time. Or, and I've done this myself in my own personal life, definitely of late. Like the places you're going, why are you? Why are you doing? Why do you do what you do? Like why do you? Well, and when you think about this movie, it's like at the heart of that. Like no, and I he's on this factory line, and then like it's like you know he's reevaluating. It's like oh, and and for our age, like like 
the people in our generation and younger, like yeah. that's the big question of like what career you're going into, what's yeah. the purpose behind your I, life, what are you living for? I, like, I, I'm not meaning to to beat the. Here's here's the deal. I have said this to so many people recently because there there's been a, a good solid man. There's been several years now of people that get down on our country. Mm-hmm. Okay, but here's what I'm going to tell you: like we are we are fooled into thinking things are bad when we you we have the opportunity we are so blessed. to see a job to work a job and go you know right i i don't I really want to do, do this that's more enjoyable. i want to do something i want to do not um, not you live in another country and you're making the like the flip flops you're wearing right now shoes yeah, i'm not I'm sure what i call those chacos almost i'm not sure sanooks they're those yoga sling ones okay no, no brands i'm literally walking on yoga mat. Oh, right, sorry. right. I'm, not, I'm not saying well no i'm saying i, I don't want to put this on any brand right right i'm not saying this but like <laughs> let's just say hypothetical those shoes right. were made in pick a pick a country i don't want to say any countries either other than the obvious ones that are always <laughs> picked and there are people that have to work that job it's sometimes slave labor it's this and that and we are lucky. We're spoiled. We are spoiled. We are spoiled. Yeah. Like we're but, but we're yeah. spoiled in into the mindset that oh this we is bad. That, we think we're that so we have bad. it bad when First we don't. First world problems. First world problems. And you just go, it's not bad. Right, right. And and we are lucky to think to be able to do that. Yeah. This guy, I think about his job and something like that, and it's literally my biggest nightmare. Oh, and so when I like wa- the drudge I'm watching the... him just feel that way. I I understand why he felt that way. Yeah, yeah. Like I know it's the horror movie podcast. And when you said that about this movie, I I had heard, I I watched this when I was little, and I didn't get it. Yeah, I yeah, didn't get either. it anyway because I'd never obviously. It, I probably was probably ten when I saw it, ten or eleven or whatever, and I I didn't have a concept for right of what, what the what, the meaning what would behind be bad any about of it. This. Yeah. And to me, it probably was bad. Right. But, you know, you watch it now, and it's like, I totally get it. Yeah. Like, what, like, I mean, this guy, when you, okay, let's do this. Let's do this, Laurie. If you had six months to live, and you, and it wasn't this fictitious brain cloud, <laughs> if you had six months to live, what would that look like? I have no idea. I don't feel like I could really answer that question, honestly, unless I was in that situation. But I know that's like, you know, cop a way out. to dodge the answer. It's yeah, it's such out. a cop out. <laughs> But I mean, you know, like I would I, I live life. To, I wouldn't jump in a volcano. That's for no. sure. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing in this movie for me. Is like, but, he but has, I get he why has, he does it because he has nobody, and and if he can like save these people, I mean, I, mean, I don't he know has, even he has nobody until literally right before he jumps right. in the volcano. <laughs> yeah, like right. he has six more months of life to live. Like, why not? But it's pretty that? honorable that that he gets up to the volcano and then he has somebody. But he's said he's going to do this, so he's still going to do it. Yeah, I, I feel I like thought, the movie both wants to say, uh, like, thrown in the like eat, drink, well, no, and be merry, yeah. and enjoy life. But I think it also wants to say, sacrifice your life right. and be a hero. Right. That's so, what you were saying but, earlier about it. Like it's confusing do, to me. I feel like he, he was able to do both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he had this opportunity to do both, so why not? I feel like he he thought at that point that he had done everything that he could do. Like, he, he yes. would not have any enjoyment after that moment. Right. But I just but I just don't see life, life that way. Like in your own life, that's not the case, though. You know, right, like, right. Yeah, if I yeah. had his life, maybe I would think the way he did. Right, right. But yeah, I wouldn't though. I would have I would have that life and go, wait, wait, wait. I, I it like it would break the spell you were in. 
Yes. Well, it did break the spell. He was. But it would you know, go the opposite direction, like probably. Like bad. That, or maybe not. Maybe you'd be like, "Oh, sure, I'll take all these credit cards from you," and then go like all in on some charity or all in on some family member that I didn't know or like do something good before but you. But that guy would have cut off those credit cards. It wasn't like he would have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like, he like would, trying to. Well, I'm just trying to think of how it would what go. he could have done. This guy could have went. All kinds of crazy directions. But he's a yeah. son-in-law now. Like, I mean, he's part of that family. He married that girl. Ooh. He, well, well, it's not a legal marriage. They no, don't have a don't marriage certificate. I'm just the, saying the that they pact of, of if they, they ever got back alive, yeah. who knows if they even survived on, oh, the, they did. on that raft. Look, that's another thing at the end when, when he's like, but what about the brain cloud? And she's like, oh, that's so fake. And then he's like, but we're out in the middle of nowhere. And she's like, it's always going to be something with you, isn't it? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that is true. They are in the yeah. middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun's going to come out and burn them to a crisp. Yeah. So um, They just died on, uh, you know, the, you know, on the luggage. The cool thing, the the really cool thing about this movie, um, other than the gongs, the people hitting the gongs head on, <laughs> when that when the, he's on that, he's on the steam trunks. Um, she's out. When that moon comes up, yeah. I mean, it is. I feel that, like that's, that's a really like, awesome part. I feel yeah. like that's almost like because he gets down on his knees and everything, and I feel like that's almost his like a God is real moment. Well, it is. I mean, he, he, talks, to that's like, a, he talks. He to does, God. and yeah. he's like, "This is yeah." Yeah, he yeah. talks to he talks to God there, which is interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I like this movie cool. has like it has it has depth at parts. And then other parts, it's like... And ridiculousness. It's like paper thin and ridiculous. It, yes, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was really bored by some of the scenes. Like, this, for all the scenes that... And I agree with you. Like, for all the scenes that are really, really good in this movie, there's another scene or even a couple <laughs> scenes that I just... Like, I'm best. like, why am I watching this right now? There's nothing He's happening. Down the, you could have fast-forwarded 15 minutes of I Feel Like of Ocean. Yeah. And then they're only There's, on the island for like ten minutes. I feel like he's he's alone in the ocean for about four or five minutes of the movie, and literally nothing happens. Right. Like is is to him he just golfing golf. or yeah? <laughs> I was just like, well, why yeah. am I watching this right now? Oh, and his little dance scene. I love that part. I love which it. he's picking up radio <laughs> from so where? Horrible. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like a forty or fifty mile radius and his on that. Is so, but his dancing is even like symbolic of like uh, his new mindset, like in his old life. And in the way that his mentality, like he wouldn't have ever just like started randomly dancing. On, right. Like dancing like a fool too. Like he can't dance at all. And it was wonderful. No one cares. I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy anything about the movie. And I agree with most, if not all of what you said about pulling things out of it. But I don't think the movie makes any of those things obvious. Like as you're just like cursely just watching the movie, like I don't think the average viewer is going to come, come away with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to say something, say it, like make it real obvious. Um, oh, but see, I don't like that. Like, and maybe that's why I like stuff like this, but like, I don't like it when they spell it out for you too much. It's yeah. like telling a joke and then explaining why it's funny. And then at that point it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't mind themes or anything like that, but there were very few lines in the movie that contributed to the themes. A lot of them were just like nonsense conversations about, you know, the clothes, like picking out clothes to wear or a luggage or whatever. It was like, it was all just like the really mundane conversations of life. And then honestly, like Joe doesn't have a, a intelligent response to almost anything. He's kind of a, a buffoon for yeah. most of the movie. Well, I feel like, but I feel like he's still waking up from his, Whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of like Walter Mitty. I don't know if you've ever seen Walter Mitty. But the original Walter Mitty. I didn't watch the original, but yeah. the original Walter Mitty is kinda of like that where he's like this just like work a day kind of guy. 
and he ends up being a uh, secret agent in that one a little bit too. Which oh, really? Is interesting. Yeah, he just goes all over the place and that stuff. It's good. Anyway, what have you been into lately, Laurie? Tell us about what you've been into lately. I think it has something to do with the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> um, yes, I recently started working at the library, the Springfield Green County Library, but That's the awesome. Republic branch here Phenomenal. in Republic, Missouri. Um, what's your uh, circulation as far as uh, what, what you guys do at checkouts a day? Uh, what do you, what do you mean? Like the job, (laughs) you're just trying to sound like, so, so, but my job description is with the youth services, which is like the children's, Mm -hmm. like I'm the children's librarian assistant Cool. and I'm only part-time, but, um, I, since it's a smaller branch in Mm -hmm. the system, I do a little bit of everything. So I check in books and check them out and create library accounts. And sometimes I'm at the drive up window and it's fun. Uh, reference. This is something I didn't know about, um, library jobs and I probably sounded like a fool in my interview because I don't have a library background I have an education background but when I interviewed some of the questions they asked were about giving references and I don't know if you guys like I I didn't grow up like going to the library and asking them to find information for me mm. but evidently that's like a big you know like they are reference librarians and evidently wow. that's a big thing. Like at that you branch go is a reference to, librarian? Um well ev- like most of the librarians there are like you know, that's part of their job description is to mm-hmm. reference, but like the bigger branches have like specific reference desks that are just for reference librarians. But like people come in and ask you to look up information for them and you have to like find, you have to know the resources well enough and the databases well enough to like be able to find their information for them. So it's crazy. Yeah. So I, a lot of my training has been like that kind of stuff. Um, I worked at a library in college and uh, I did a lot of random stuff in college, but one of those random things was work at a library in college, and that was still when there was a card catalog. Card catalog, really? And there was uh, the little Dewey Decimal thing where you'd pull it out and you'd find the card catalog. Yeah, and yeah. Then it became automated, like it became automated while I while was there. While you were there, yeah. That and was probably a big shift for. It was weird. A lot of people, you well, know. Well, it's so much easier. Yeah. It takes all the fun out of it. Um. So. So totally at the li- not. Not what I got into it for. So, so the at the people library, people and the Dewey Decimal. That's what I got into it for. So at the library, I have to have so many training hours a year, and um, they will give you a one credit, one hour credit training if you visit somewhere and go to a library and come back and like report on it. And so I visited a library in Rome that had a card catalog. Wow. And um, took pictures and reported. Had a on card it for, catalog still. Had a card catalog, which this was actually like. Arguably the first public library in Europe. Wow. And had like materials dating back to like the 1500s. That's awesome. Wow. So that's cool. Yeah. I don't think they actually let you like take a lot of those materials home or anything. Yeah. Like check them out and take them, but they had a card catalog. Did it have Harry Potter books? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They have different books. They have but, a whole series based on Hagrid over there. But I will say this like, I've been very impressed working for the library. Like, the heart and the the purpose behind like the employees and like the management mm-hmm. of the library is so nice and refreshing. Like they have such a heart to provide like the public with these materials. Like they, like it is it's it's very much a passion and a purpose for them to like get, you know, just like provide just anybody who needs that, you know, needs that information or needs those materials. Like to just like, it's such a heart and passion for them it's to cool. like, to do what they're doing and like they see the value behind it for the community. 
Well, and really like, nice. I, I, I said that. Did I misspeak? It's a free service. It is. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, right? I mean, I mean if you're well, like in whatever county, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm saying you get, but to, you're already you're paying in that for it, so you, yeah. and you get to you. And then, and there are so many more resources than you yeah. realize. Like, even just, you know, I mean, I've gone to the library like once a week for years, but even that, I like working there. I'm like, golly, there's a lot more right. available than I realized. Like, it's crazy. I think it's cool that there are true believers there and not just working a job. Yes. They like, it's very evident at, at this branch, especially, I mean, I haven't met the other branches, but like everybody that I work with is like, Serious like business. they, yeah. they get the value behind what they're doing for the community and, and they're very passionate about it. Like it's, they have a really good heart about it. Like it's amazing. Especially my boss, Aaron, like just her, her passion behind, like just what they provide for the community and working with the community and like, awesome. you know, very positive work environment it's awesome it's been really nice it's great yeah books are great yeah books are good read <laughs> books are great read. you should read books you should go uh, to your local library are you reading anything right them. now um yes um so our small group just started a book called it's not what you think about churches and church culture and i'm reading uh, I just got done reading the last book in a series of fiction books that I've read called, uh, the first one's called The Winner's Curse, and the second one's called The Winner's Crime, and the third one's called The Winner's Kiss, and it was really good. So, I liked it a lot. Awesome. Yeah. It was good. It's cool. Yeah. Um, you have been a great guest today. Thank you for having me, Jack. I was glad we had uh, some I only more. have six more months to live. I'm just Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Don't do that. Brain cloud. My gosh, don't do that. <laughs> Because that, that means because we'll never have her on happens, the podcast but that's ever the again. Issue because See then the guys. repercussion is like, oh man, we uh, I don't know what to do. But. It's okay. If I'll go on record, if I die, it was not Jack's fault. Can I say this though? Like, <laughs> hey, I really, I, I probably about, I don't know, like, <clears throat> this is gonna sound really weird, maybe to some people. In about fifteen episodes into doing this, okay, yeah, I had this realization because somebody mentioned it to me that they said, you know, really, your son. Or loved ones or whoever, you know, they can listen to those. You oh, can yeah. die years from now, and they can listen to it and be like, "Well, there's this whole record you, they have like of a piece your of, you. of me of me yeah. speaking and talking for hours, they have a piece days, of you. Yeah. literal at this point now, days." And it's like I never thought about it that way, and yeah. I, it's almost like that's one reason I kind of say it's kind of cool to do it. Yeah, yeah. So now so, what you here's so what if you've I done. Die, here's I love you, done. Atticus and Amos and yes. Jared. But and I'll miss you. The problem is this, is that you did that, <laughs> and, you, and you made it that's morbid. Because like, then they'll be like, oh, we were listening to Mom on that episode, and <laughs> that was when she predicted her own demise <laughs> months later. <laughs> Holy Lord. So anyway. Anyway, I, I uh, yeah, you kind of cursed yourself. <laughs> Anything else? I think I'm fine. I'm healthy. Well, yeah. <laughs> Joe didn't know though he he, he just felt, didn't feel right. He had that whole brain cloud. Yeah, how would he know the brain cloud has no symptoms? So you could have a brain cloud right now. I, I love could. that too. That the brain cloud has no symptoms. None at all. It's virtually invisible. Wait, it's literally invisible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe! I like that. That was the premise of that movie. Robert Stack lied to you. Okay. Next movie you'll do. What's the next movie? You have any on top of your head you've thought about lately? Um. Oh, I know. We've talked about this already. Um, it's a novel to movie. What is it? 
You can uh, say it. It's Divergent, it. but the one the one we Insurgent. wanted to do was Insurgent, the yeah. second movie. The yeah. second one, yeah. So I think I bet I'm calling right now. I bet that's the next one you do. Maybe sooner. There was another one that I thought of yesterday, and I can't remember what it is now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're always welcome. Um. Come on, any episode. You add. I don't know where it falls in great like the, salt and pepper to any to any meal. I don't know where it falls in this in the span of like horrible movies, but Audrey Hepburn has one that's, oh, very, that's that very, would be awesome. Actually, it's very it's not very well known at all. It's like probably her least known movie, and it's my absolute favorite. Oh, Paris when it sizzles. Well, we can't do that though, it's right? It's so good. You're gonna you're gonna turn this into the Laurie likes <laughs> yeah, this no, movie podcast. No, Laurie likes and the world hates. <laughs> that's gonna be your new podcast. <laughs> that is. I would like to explore some older movies. Like the oldest one we've ever done was probably 77, but I, we should go back into early 70s, 60s, 50s even. I, I'd be down with that. I got to find Reptilicus from the new Mr. Science Theater. <laughs> we, we can't do anything that's been on the MST. That's the kid. problem though. Is there's some good ones, man. Like I really would do want to do Boggy Creek. Like I really will do Boggy Creek too if someone ever wants to do it. Because <laughs> that movie is unbelievable. That's It's a stupid movie. Anyway. All right. Laurie, thank you. Thanks, Jack. You are great, and you've been a great guest. And I'm sorry about the brain cloud. <laughs> so sorry about that. Your condolences. <laughs> Here are some credit cards. <laughs> Thanks. Here's a gold really? card. No. <laughs> I need if to get I some one, trunks. If I had one, I'd get one to you. I'd give one to you. Anyway, Phil, anything else? Nope. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Um... Twitter, Facebook, naming random social media things. MySpace, Zanga. Um, you've got mail. AOL. <laughs> LOL. SOL. All right. So we'll talk to you later. And uh, everyone say bye on the count of three. One, two, three. Bye. bye. Everyone, Phil. One, two, three. Bye. bye. I hate you, Phil. All right. See you guys soon. The Horror Movie Podcast is powered by RevolverPodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horror Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, TheHorrorMoviePodcast.com, RevolverPodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.